Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Freak Nation, it's one of those shows tonight where there may not be a whole lot of pontification or opinions because we got a crap storm of guests coming tonight. Kevin Harvick in about 12 minutes, your Richmond winner. Two cup wins in a row. This cat's on fire, and he joins us at about 12 past the hour. Antron Brown, NHRA top fuel winner from Kansas. Topeka. Yeah, man. Uh, he'll be here in the Freak Nation. We'll also hear from Noah Gragson, who will be running for the King next year, Petty GMS Motorsports for the Cup Series. Noah Gragson will be in here, and Nick Sanchez with the ARCA Series. He'll be here. Your winner from Michigan last weekend. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Richard C. Suave, we're all here. You just might be watching us on YouTube, Facebook Live, Twitch. Regardless, you see that uh, Statman is not – if you're watching this, the Statman did not get the memo. He's dressed up in his, <laughs> in his mustard shirt. The three of us are in our red shirts, but damn it, if you're listening to us on a big fat radio station across the country, it doesn't matter what we're wearing. In mm. fact, we all could be naked right now, Stat. Okay, well, there-, there is one thing. When I do my laundry, I wash this with the red thing, so uh, <coughs> it's red uh, in spirit. There it is. Hmm. All right. That works. That's how we roll, Freak Nation. Again, be a part of this big old thing. We're on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram at Speed Freaks on Twitter. Richard C. Suave so kindly putting that show tease out earlier. Again, Kevin Harvick. And, and I got to bring this up to Kevin Harvick when he joins us. He's he's kind of like Scott Dixon is in the IndyCar series where we forget about Scott Dixon, man. We just forget about it. We did this year until yeah. May. Yeah, we totally did. And Kevin has been in the back of our minds, but just the back, not the front until recently. Yeah. So Kevin Harvick, I saw it was a great reference. They're going to start calling Kevin Harvick uh, kind of like a, the Reggie Jackson, Mr. October. They're going to call him Mr. August. Well moving done. forward. You like well that? Well done. Well, shakes his head. I hope I think- not. You know, I mean, come on. <laughs> What's wrong with that? What's wrong with calling him Mr. August, Dad? Because that has no basis on anything. The, the series goes on until December the 50th. And, you know, I mean, it, <laughs> it's, calling him Mr. August means nothing. If he does this again next year, then maybe he would earn it. But you're right. One August does not a Mr. August make. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Richard, I know you want to bring up some specific things from the race in Richmond this afternoon. And one is why does NASCAR go back twice to tracks that don't provide the greatest visual aspect of racing for the fans? I remember Richmond when it used to be the win in your end or Richmond was the last race before the playoffs where Richmond at one time was a badass race. And do you remember why? I don't. It was at night. It yes. was a yes. Saturday night race. Yes. And it so all, one of the two in different. Richmond had, uh, it was a rock and roll show too, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And they had music yeah. was the, the main thing. So, 
Uh, yeah, that's why, who cares about what happens in August? The whole thing goes down in another month, you know, and that's when people start going home and they start, uh, relegating them to different categories and it just gets, it gets serious in about another month. There we go. But you got to admit right now it's very serious for Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex Jr., potentially Christopher Bell's not fully guaranteed, right? I mean, there's the points for the guys who have not won yet. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And we have two races left. It's going to be a road course at Watkins Glen. And then the freaking red crazy track of Daytona as the cutoff race. It's, it's insane. Leroy checking in. Leroy, you know, Leroy. Yeah. Yeah. From Irwindale Speedway, Leroy, who has been wearing Kevin Harvick gear since (laughs) we met this guy for 22 years. Leroy checking in on Facebook Live or, yes, Facebook Live. So, yeah, he's he's happy that Harvick won. Richie, what's your big complaint about this race today, buddy? You're only going to give me a minute to do this? Yes. That's not not enough time. Now I'm just filibustering. (laughs) The, The racing was just piss poor. It was just... There's NASCAR had a really good stretch there where there were some really good races. Um, Indy Road Course um, and others. Uh, Pocono was a pretty good race too, but it was just piss poor. It was just stand at 35 cars in a line for three hours and race around a track without any excitement. There was no passing until very, very late in the race, and there started to be a sand groove that got that got started to come in. Mm-hmm. But it, I was bored. I fell asleep at like lap. 25 and oh. I woke up right when Kevin Harvick crossed the finish line. Well, then, then <laughs> what, what are you complaining about? All right, let's regroup with some affiliates and get right back to Crash Gladys. Bit news and notes. Freak Nation. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates here to the Nation. Thank you guys for being a part of Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Lucas Oil Studios. Kevin Harvick coming up in about six minutes. Your Richmond winner. He'll be in here. Also, Antron Brown, NHRA Top Fuel winner from Kansas. He'll be here. But first, Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes. Brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. There's still some summer left, Freak Nation. Still a buck ten here in Phoenix. Get yourself a new set of General Tires as you... Tail off into the sunset like that for this 2022 summer. Go to GeneralTire.com, a line of tires to keep your cars fat and happy on the road. Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher? All right. Hear me out now. When you become dominant at something, people, they boo you. Like Jimmy Johnson, people booed him for his fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh championship. Well, such has been the case for many, many years, actually with then 10-time Knoxville Nationals winner Donnie Schatz. But what he did specifically Saturday night, driving his Tony Stewart Racing number 15 through the field just months after losing his father earlier this year, it brought about a lot of emotion and a lot of elation from not just himself, but also the crowd. The crowd that has booed him for almost two decades was just they were on their feet and just so excited for now Donnie Schatz's 11th Knoxville title just one shy of record holder Steve Kinzer who has 12 wins on the million dollar Iowa dirt and just when you me and maybe even himself were counting Kevin Harvick out for any chances at this season's NASCAR title Kevin goes off to win two consecutive races including today at Richmond to secure himself now seventh 
in the season, in the points, and obviously guaranteed for the playoffs. Something changed. Something has clicked, and all of the newer generation drivers have now been served notice that the old guys ain't done yet. Chandler Smith, on the other end of things at Richmond, Chandler Smith was your winner in trucks and is advancing to their next round of playoffs. The NHRA raced at Heartland Park, Topeka, in hot and sticky conditions, but that didn't phase our guy, Antron Brown, who scooped up his first win on the season in top fuel and his first win with his newly minted team. Bob Tasker III beat John Force in Funny Car. Troy Coughlin Jr. ran over Greg Anderson in Pro Stock. And Joey Gladstone just smoked through the weekend en route to his Pro Stock motorcycle win. Speaking of motorcycles, real quick, Unadilla Motocross, Lucas Oil Pro Pro Motocross, Joe Shimoda, your overall winner in the 250s, Chase Sexton cruising to a 1-1 overall win in the 450s. Freak Nation, Kevin Harvick, your Richmond winner, coming up next to Speed Freaks Pits. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. General Tire was born more than 100 years ago, right here in America. We've spent the last century tackling every kind of road this country has to offer, and especially the places without roads. So you know that with General Tire, anywhere is possible. Lucas Oil, it works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in 
between wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Two years, Lucas Oil Studios, proud to be a part of this big old thing. Thank you guys for hanging out. Kevin Harvick's been coming in damn near all of those 22 years, a big win in Richmond. And Kevin, I'm kind of comparing you to Scott Dixon with the IndyCar Series because we forget about Scott Dixon until maybe midway or three quarters of the way through the season. And that SOB rears his head and, again, is running for a championship. Harvick, just like you, man, it's like, where's Harvick been? And then all of a sudden, bam, Michigan. Richmond, can you tell me when you went into Michigan that you actually thought you had a chance to to win that race? And did you feel the the mojo working? Well, we we knew after practice we had a really good good car in Michigan. So you know, I think as as you look at these races going into week to week, you know, look at the qualifying grid this week. Like you could you can miss it pretty easy. But you know, I really I really feel like the last month and a half, uh, two months, our, our cars have run good. Um, really, really since Nashville, we've we've been in the mix. We've just had a a slew of things that, that we've either screwed up or uh, bad luck. And, and, but we've been, we've been progressing. And, and, you know, I think, I think Scott, he's probably a lot like me. He's like, man, I'm not, things are going pretty good, but I can get out of a lot of work. If I, if I just keep my mouth shut and don't give anybody anything uh, <laughs> to feed off of around here and I can just go to the next race and communicate with my guys and we'll just keep making our, our cars better. And, um, then, um, you know, everybody can, and everybody can try to figure it out from there. You said something after the Michigan win along the lines of those who doubted us, they just don't know us, but I have a feeling you like it when people don't know you or your plan or the way you're figuring things out because it's perfect timing right now. Who cares if you made mistakes at the beginning of the season yeah. right now is when you need to be good and you guys got it. And that, that's what I think. I'm like, who cares? Like, I don't care what those people think. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm so concerned with what the people within our walls think. And, and, you know, if we think we're doing a good job and things are progressing, that's, that's really the most important thing. And, and, you know, I learned a long time ago that you, the more you worry, the harder this is. So um, I try to keep myself extremely busy and we're extremely busy with, with a lot of things that, that we have going on. And, you know, the progression with the team has, has been really good. And I, I think that's a true statement. I, I think our guys are, you know, they're, they're very humble. Obviously you guys know Rodney. He's, he's a very humble person. Doesn't, isn't going to stand around and bang on, you know, to his own horn and bang on his chest and scream and holler and, and things like that. And, and he just, we just go about our business and do the things that we think it takes to, to try to put ourselves in a position to be competitive. And, and if you put yourself in that position, week after week after week, things are going to eventually fall your way. It can't be bad forever. So, you know, that that's what we've done and, and just tried to dot the I's, cross the T's, make adjustments here, work on our cars and do the things that it, that it takes to, to, to do a good job and, and try to try to be professionals about it. And, and, you know, heck, we've been here for a long time. You guys have been here as long as I have. So you know, you just, you, when you go to work, 
you try to surround yourself with the best possible people. And, and I have a great group of people around me that, that believes in each other and nobody gets offended. Um, you know, if, if somebody tells them that we need to do something different, it's, it's all about how do we make all this better? How do we, how do we keep moving forward? And, and you know, that's, that's what we've done a good job at. Kevin Harvick winner at Michigan and now Richmond two weeks in a row, Kevin in stick and ball sports, we're always told to relax let the game come to you. Uh, and it reminds me uh, looking at you at the end of the race today, is that what's happened uh, with the race team from you to the crew chief, to the guys in the shop that we always hear about? Well, I think for, I think for, for me, I can't remember the last time I've ever entered a race that, that I didn't think we were going to win when it started. Um, even, <laughs> even as bad as, as you know, some of them have gone, like going into the day, I can't ever remember climbing in that race car and saying, man, we have no chance today. We are not going to win this race. It's always, well, you never know what's going to happen. You never know how this is going to play out. We might have a miracle today. And, and some of the days we just, we've had, you know, I think the last time I won here, we had a small miracle. Uh, the last time I won at Richmond, I, I think we restarted seventh on, on new tires and there was like uh, two laps to go at the end of the race. And we jumped right up there through them and, and won the race and weren't even in the mix all day. So. Um, you know, I think as, as you look at professional sports in general, you know, having that confidence to go out and do what you do. And I think at some point you get to that point of saying, okay, I can do this now week after week. Now, what do we have to do? Let's just never think about that again. Let's just go and find the right people, find the right situation, um, and put a good, good team around us that, that believes in that same thing and doesn't worry about what other people say doesn't worry about whether they can do their job or not. We all believe that we're the best at our jobs that, that, um, you know, um, can be put in that position. And, and when you believe in each other and do the things that, that it takes week after week to put in the effort uh, that, that it takes to get better, you know, things, things have turned our way. So, and, you know, I think it's, it's just, um, it's a, it's a very unique people. And you guys have heard me talk about this before very unique group of people that, that we have on this four team of we're all kind of the same age. We all kind of have, for the most part, have kids, you know, and, and when you go 37, 38 weeks a year and you travel around together and there's a lot more downs in this deal than there are, are ups. So you better figure out, you better figure out how to do uh, deal with the, the down moments because you're going to deal with a lot of them. Uh, you're going to lose a lot more than you win um, when, when it comes to high end, high level racing. Well, hold on, hold on. I know you got something, Kenny, but is that what you tell Keelan? Because he's feeding off of you right now. I tell Keelan all the time. I say, Keelan, one day, one day you'll we'll label you as a race car driver. Right now, you're a go kart driver. But uh, oh, yeah, he, he gives, he's given me a lot of grief over the over the sixty five race drought. But uh, I remind him that he's a go kart racer. <laughs> Has uh, Kevin Harvick joining us here in the Freak Nation across the uh, Freak Radio Network? And Kevin, has Keelan forgotten to shift a gear like you did in fifth gear? Yeah. Oh, let me tell you something. I've been so mad at Keelan over the last three days because when yesterday was the icing on the cake. We've taken what he's getting ready to leave for Europe uh, in a week and go back over and race carts. So we've been prepping him to you know practice and, and go do the things that, that he needs to do. So Piper has taken her card out the last three days. Well, I get to the racetrack yesterday. Piper gets in the go-kart and goes to take off. And that thing goes dead sideways right at the barrier, gets back and forth all the way down pit line. I'm like, 
what in the hell is going on with this go-kart? She's obviously going to be scared to death. And he looks at me like, oh, my God, what have I done? <laughs> that little a-hole has sprayed WD-40 on the back of both of her tires so that she would slide all over the place while he was cleaning her cart. So, as you guys know, dealing with kids is, is a whole lot of fun, especially when, they, when they're racing. So, big brothers, you know, they can, they can, be, uh, they can be a handful. Oh, the pranks are on. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait until she just wipes him out one day because it's going to be so much fun. He picks on her so much. Makes me so mad. <laughs> but it's making her stronger. It's going to happen. This is yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, she's definitely strong-willed. So, But it's it's uh, some of that stuff just fires me up. Wow. <laughs> and Kevin Harvick, I don't know if we have time, but I want to give you a chance. We talked to a driver, I think it was this week, who had some problems expressing his confidence. And you just talked about how confident you've been, even in a 65-race losing streak. Uh, it's you got to have confidence to win, right? Every time you get in the car, like you said, you got to believe that you're going to win and do it. Yeah. And, you know, look, you know, I think it was, uh, you know, I think it was a Babe Ruth quote. And he said, you know, the, the people who the people who boo the loudest and have the biggest opinion are the people who buy the cheapest seats in the outfield. You can you can either listen to them or you can listen to your, your, your coaches and your, and your people around you. And when you get the right people around you, there's no better thing for your confidence in, in, in the support system of, of the people, um, you know, that are around, especially around me on my race team, because not, not one moment did anybody point a finger and say, man, you're, you're doing a terrible job inside the race car. You, you, you need to, you know, look at finding something else to do. It's like, what do we need? What do you think? What do you need? What do you think? And that communication and that support from my team. And, you know, it's, it's goes the other way too, you know, it's with Rodney. And if you have people that are beating you down and not supporting you, you got the wrong people around you because professional sports is a, if you aren't, if you aren't confident in your abilities, you're not reaching your, reaching your full potential. And it, it's difficult. It, it really is difficult because there's, you know, with social media and all the things that, that happen in today's world, if you don't have the if you don't have the willingness to, to shut some of that stuff off and, and not use it and, and um, you know, get the right people around you and make those bold decisions, um, you know, the confidence can be confidence can be low. But you, you better believe in yourself, because if you don't, somebody else will. Hey, Kevin, I know we got a wrap, but uh, speaking of confidence, Tony Stewart needs some confidence because uh, it's still the latest that he's not going to be in the birthing room if and when Leah Pruitt has a baby. He doesn't want to be in there for the for the birth and he doesn't want to cut the umbilical cord. Can we straighten this out, bro? What is wrong with that guy? Right. I don't even understand. Is he going to fall down to his knees because there's going to be blood or (laughs) is it the afterbirth? What 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 are we What's the problem? What, what, what did he say the problem was? He said he, I, he wouldn't admit it, I think, because he's a wussy. He yes. says he's going to be out in the waiting room with a 12-pack of something, okay. eating pizza with his boys when Leah, if and when, gives birth. Yeah, what he should do is leave his boys at home and get in there with his wife and, and take that all in because there's not really a better moment. It's not pretty, but um, there's there's nothing nothing better than uh, – well, I mean, for me, I was just watching. So, you know, I think there, there's probably my wife would probably disagree in, in this particular moment. So I was like, I'll never forget it because my wife in the middle of giving birth, she's like, guys, I'm done. And the doctor and it was just me and the doctor sitting there. And uh, 
and the doctor was like, she just looked at me and laughed. She's like, well, Glenda, that's not really an option right now. So you need to continue to push. So I'll never, if not seeing that and experiencing that with your, with your significant other is, is something that would be the biggest mistake that he ever made in his life. If he lets somebody tell him that that's what he needs to do. I'm going to have to hit him over the back of the head. Thank you. Thank you. Well, hey, uh, Harvey, keep up that momentum, man. Uh, we look forward to getting you back in the Freak Nation, buddy. All right, guys. Have a good night. Thank All you. Right. You too. Uh, Freak Nation. Kevin Harvick joining us here in the Freak Nation. Yeah. Badass. Yeah. When you look at what uh, Kevin Har- Harvick did this afternoon at Richmond, you look at what he did in Michigan, two freaking opposite. Tra- I mean, the, the, there's those tracks are as. Yeah, uh, a tight oval, three quarters of a uh, mile versus two two miles or two and a half miles, whatever Michigan. Yeah, the insanity. Wow. They figured it out. They figured it out. Look out, <laughs> look out playoff field. Yeah, that's, you know, it's funny going back to the Tony Stewart thing. There's pr- probably every uh, woman who's given birth would probably like to be in the waiting room with her partners. Instead of popping out that baby as hard work as it is. Yeah, I'll gladly switch you. Exactly. You know, or she just go out there and sit with him and his partners (laughs) trading jokes and drinking beer, throwing pizza and says, yeah, tell the doctor to let us know when it's (laughs) all. Kevin Harvick's missing fifth gear, almost losing races. But Tony Stewart, he will not be in the birthing room with Leah Pruitt if he and when will. they have baby. He will. Yeah, we need to start He's, a campaign yeah, for that. Yeah. Freak Nation, coming up in a moment, your stat man, Scat. Also chasing down Antron Brown, Noah Gragson, and your winner from last weekend, running on those general tires in the ARCA Series race, Nick Sanchez. But first, here's your stat man, Scat. It's good to see NASCAR Cup driver Daryl Wallace get his contract extension with 2311 Racing late this week. The deal keeps Wallace on the team beyond next season, which would have been the end of his initial contract. The team is co-owned by Michael Jordan of the NBA and Denny Hamlin of NASCAR. This run of excellent finishes by Wallace started right after it was announced that Tyler Reddick would be joining the team in 2024. It was also about the time teammate Kurt Busch was sidelined by concussion symptoms, leaving his car seat open to Ty Gibbs. There are many old school NASCAR people who stick by their belief that Wallace's crew chief, Booty Parker, was the reason for the turnaround. This week, though, I looked at Parker's record and his only win was with Wallace last year. That's after 17 years and more than 500 races. His average finish as a crew chief was in the mid-20s. Barker was better than his predecessor, but I believe Wallace felt some heat running as far back as he was. You tell a competitive athlete to do better or go home, he or she will do better. Job and paycheck are better than sitting at home on the couch wishing. It's up to Wallace now to get to the top step of the podium and cross over to the playoffs, even if he has to take Barker with him. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
Occupation Antron Brown, NHRA Top Fuel winner from Kansas. His first win as a team owner driver flying those Lucas Oil colors. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Next hour, Noah Gragson's got him a full-time ride to Cup Series next year, running for Richard Petty and Petty GMS Motorsports. And, of course, Nick Sanchez, your points leader in the ARCA Racing Series, who won last weekend in Michigan. Thank you, Lucas Oil, for making this thing possible. Go to lucasoil.com to find the product to keep your rides fat and happy. Motorcycle, speedboat, 63 goat. Is that right, Stat? <laughs> 67. 67 goat. The greatest your- goat ever done. All right. Ever. Inside your engine, outside your engine, regardless, Lucas has a product to keep your engines fat and happy. Let me, wait, wait, I'm going to cut you off here and I'm sorry, but uh, I want to give a testimonial that Uh Lucas Oil does work, uh, especially when you turn your freshly uh, detailed car over to some teenagers who needed to raise some money for their high school and you want to help them out, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, You have to go to Lucas Oil to clean up the mess <laughs> so yeah it works wow thank you slick mist lucas exactly. slick mist tire exactly. and trim shine maybe beautiful exactly <laughs> i'm not going to tell you who i heard it from but a pretty freaking reliable source that come next year texas figuratively will be blowing up their track Wait, wait, Texas Motor Speedway. Texas Motor about. Speedway will be blowing up their track. They're going to reconfigure the track, going to resurface the track because what? they're they're going through issues that we saw similar to what we saw today with the Richmond race where Richmond Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is this breaking news? I just let's just treat it as 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 I'm just crasher. Just let's just roll. I wow. Roll, That's okay? way new news to me. I don't oh. know if I should be saying this, but let's just oh, leave lovely. it like that. All right? Well, at least this person knows I won't throw him under the bus. That's him. There you go. My point is this. They realize that the product on the track has not been up to par for race fans. And they're going to do their damnness to put that track back in the middle of, well, not back in the middle, back in a position to where it's a racy track. If you guys remember, going back into the mid-2000s, the NASCAR truck races there were stupid good. Mm -hmm. I mean, awesome. And stat crasher, it seems like the last eight, nine years, something happened. It's just not a racy track. And I bring this up because of what happened in Richmond today, where it just was not a fan friendly racy track. Okay, but like we were saying with Richmond, what made Richmond good in the past was that they raced at night. And as you saw with today's race, there was no passing until the temperatures got cooler in the evening. I mean, just some tracks race better at night. Richmond, in my opinion, is one of them. Texas actually races a little better at night. Here's where I'm going to get pissed off, though, obviously, because I'm an open wheel person in my core. If they blow up this track to, to exclusively suit NASCAR, What's it going to do to the IndyCar product? The IndyCar product at Texas has been phenomenal. It doesn't need The closest races ever. The closest races ever. You know, several of them have happened at uh, Texas. So Mm -hmm. I agree with you 100% uh, crash that you can't just blow it up because, because any NASCAR race is going to be dull or good. One or the other. It depends on whether or not the drivers are up to it and whether or not they want to get out there and bang around. And, 
you know, except at Indy where they don't know how to turn right. But that's another <laughs> issue altogether. The IndyCar series <laughs> cannot even get close to smelling a million viewers. And we know the NASCAR truck series gets over two million viewers. Why do, why do you? Good as, point. Good point. I mean, stat, your, your base is follow the money. I mean, where's the money? Where are the ratings? Yeah, IndyCar's but you, not it. But, but still, you you can't throw away a whole significant series in America just to satisfy another one. You got to be able to have good races at your racetrack. And uh, NASCAR could go into the parking lot and have a good race. Look what they did at uh, at the LA Coliseum. They they put together a track at the last minute, raced around in a circle, and it was a great you know great evening of racing. Uh, so you don't have to spend millions of dollars to redo a whole track because if NASCAR wants to race, if the drivers feel up to it, then they'll go out and put on a show. If they don't, then you'll they'll just wander around until the last 10 laps and put every, sandbagging yeah put everybody to sleep like they did with <laughs> richie and i today <laughs> oh you're one of the ones that slept too so yeah, both of you guys yeah, richie you know, and Stepman, well done yeah that's you know Rappers. when it's not when it's not nfl season i could go to sleep with the best of them <laughs> <laughs> I will admit there's there's something about the humming of cars and when it's just yeah it's great nap audio yeah look at some of the way look at the way some of the drivers drive they also go to sleep <laughs> oh no unless Crasher has a a line on the 2023 IndyCar series who says IndyCar's coming back to Texas That's motor speedway okay valid point as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Just gonna leave it out there. Got Austin south of there, Coda. You're just throwing you're just throwing buses today everywhere you can find them. Huh? Antron Brown, the next <laughs> here in the Speed Freaks Pits, Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Soul, it works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7, 365. Dear Lucas Oil, I've used your heavy-duty oil stabilizer in my truck for years. 
It now has over a half million miles. It's not a diesel. It's never been rebuilt. Your oil stabilizer does exactly what it says it'll do. It has extended the life of my engine. Just want to say thanks. Sincerely, Josh H. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. It works. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system, pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Creek Nation, 22 years of supporting us. Thank you, Lucas Oil. Great website. Check out lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com to find the products for all of your rides to keep your rides fat and happy. Go to lucasoil.com. As promised, Antron Brown joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Crasher, do you want to get it out of the way first? He's now a winner! Team owner winner! I'm so excited! (laughs) Yeah, man. So stoked. I screamed when you went into victory lane when that light came on i screamed in our living room and i swear my daughter thinks that i'm crazy and i don't even care <laughs> did you hear oh, any of that answer all of it it was like super I, i'm i'm still not believing in myself just yet you know what i mean like uh because you believe it or not the struggle was real but the thing about it is our macro tools lucas oil team pulled it through and you know what the freak nation was there from the start till now, it took a half a season, but now we're here. And I think we got something for the rest of the season. We're turning that corner, and we're digging deep, and the performance is there, and uh, I'm super pumped. I'm super stoked. Hey, Antron, we had Kevin Harvick on earlier this hour, and it, it's it's been a crap ton a time between his wins. He won in Michigan last week. Then, of course, he wins in Richmond. He never. He says he never hopped in that race car believing that it couldn't win. Uh, was there ever a time that you doubted yourself as a team owner and a driver because it's taken you so long to get to victory lane? You know, the thing about it is I never gave up. I have never, ever given up. And I, I wouldn't stop. And the thing about it is, is like, you know what? It's like we're going to keep on turning these leaves. We're going to keep on shuffling things around, and and we have a we have a lot of great support, you know, from our partners, and we we went to work, brother. And uh, every time we kept on turning something up, it wasn't the right thing. It wasn't the right thing, and then we stumbled onto something after Denver, and then Brian and Mark and Brad and the rest of the Mac Soul boys they were working on it, and then we're like, all right, we got we we got we got this is it. 
and then we went down this road and we found out what the culprit was mm. and once we did brother we just been like like i mean we lit it up and say it's only a matter of time once we get the whole combination together because not just one thing is the whole combination we started we start with a lot of brand new stuff this year okay like don't get me wrong like we didn't run something that we were tried and true that we ran for years and years and years we start with a lot of brand new stuff and uh and we worked it all out and we got it have you turned some of those new bits and pieces and parts into tried and true now have you you've got to win you said you figured something out right after denver is it now tried and true is i mean are you serving notice to the rest of the field yeah, like, you know, it's, it's tried and true, but now we just got to keep on making our tune up better and better. You know what I mean? We, we can't do a really good track, pretty much like Brainerd's going to be the Lucas Oil Nationals in Brainerd and uh, get there where we could show out in front of all the Lucas folks and then uh, then we could tune her up a little bit because the track's going to like a high of 78 degrees. So that's going to be a triple-A throwdown, and that's what we need to work on next is to run those mid to high 60s, and that's our next game plan. Once we get that underway – we can get our arsenal together to get ready for the countdown. And that's, and that's the game plan. Okay. So you've got, you figured things out in these hot, sticky, tricky conditions, but we are entering into the fall. We have a couple more weeks before it really gets yeah. cooler, but is that going to throw a wrench into things for you or are you pretty good? No matter what the weather's going to be. No, no, no matter what the weather is, you just need some laps. You know what I mean? Is you got to okay. get some laps, you know, how much of the kitchen sinks to throw at it. The main part of it is, We've got a lot of good power to step the throttle. We, we were running like really close to being low and 60 foot into the 330 out of all the cars out there, even in the heat and even at the nighttime. And now we've got to get you know, a little, some stuff done on the fuel side and on the big end where we don't drop holes. And we can run with anybody. I mean, I feel confident that we can run with any car out there. And, um, and uh, with the team that we have, turnaround time and, and rinse and repeat, is uh is that we're growing and we're just as good as anybody else out there. We just gotta keep on showing out and proving. And I know on race day, I got my head right and I put my driver cap back on and take the team owner hat off. Is that I can race with anybody out there? So I know that for sure. I'm not old yet. I'm still young. Stab man, you know how it is. Hershey brother always is good. Hershey don't crack. We don't get old. We stay looking right and tight, baby. And wow. Tron Brown. Winter in uh, where was it, Kansas, Topeka, Kansas? Um, like the NFL says, playoffs. Now the playoffs are there. You got what two more events before they started Maple Grove, and you are uh, two points in or two points out right now. Hey man, we're in right now. We're like we're in the countdown, and we've got two more good races to go. Brainer being one of them, Indy's a points and a half. And we just want to keep on rising up. I think we're like, I don't know what it is. Somebody told us to be a tower, like 60 points out of seventh and 100 points out of six. So six is on our radar. And our main focus is to keep on going and take it one round at a time. And just push hard. See where we end up at. And the closer we can get towards the top, the better advantage that you have for the countdown for the championship. There's a lot of great cars and great teams out there. So uh, we got our work cut out for us. But uh, I, I love our chances without a doubt. You're a three-time champion. Is this a championship team to go after a fourth? Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Hey, every time we show up, we have a chance. And uh, that's what I tell my guys. And the only way you beat uh, resistance is with persistence. And, and, brother, we've been through a rough stretch. And, and uh, the thing about it is we know how to get through it, and we're on the other side of it. 
and we just got to keep going. We got to keep going and keep working hard. Who's picking up the bill tonight? Antron Brown, <laughs> top fuel winner from uh, Kansas. Hey, all them jokers are out there at dinner waiting for me to go. All my team guys are there. They're texting me, when are you showing up? Because they want me to show up so I can get that bill. I might go back up in the hotel room on them jokers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, guys. I didn't tell you I'm not coming. Order room service. Order room service and leave them out there. Hey, uh, they got it anyway. My wife showed up, so they're smiling. That's HR. HR. No. HR, HR got the credit card. And don't worry, BC, Brian, Karate, and all of them got cards too, so they can pay for it anyway. So, what's a, hey, what's a, what's a, listen to it with this. What is a winner from Kansas? Your first win as a team owner and a driver, Antron Brown, flying those Lucas Oil colors. What does a team owner get tonight for dinner? What I'm going to get for dinner, uh, I'm going to get some wings, man. I'm going to get some dry rub wings. We're over here at Johnny T's. We'll get some dry rub wings. I'm going to get a little 12-inch piece of pizza, a little salad. <laughs> and I don't know, man, whenever they float off the tap, I'm digging it. I'm not that much of a drinker. I'm a cheap date. So I give me a half of a beer. I'm in it to win it, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Much love from the Freak Nation. Go enjoy your night, partner. Thank you, partner. Hey, buddy. I appreciate y'all so much, and thanks for having me on. You remember when we started, brother? Mm -hmm. We started yep. down that hallway in that record studio down there. I don't know where the hell you had me at Indy, but we were there together, brother. And now you know where we're at? Mm. We got Slick Mist shining the car. Mm. We got Blue Thunder Lucas in the, down there in, in the oil pan, and we got all kind of lubes. And we got the Lucas Oil Stabilizer that keeps us right, baby. That's the only way we know how to do it. And Got the Maxwell board. tools, wrenching it together. They're perfect. Love it. And that Toyota motor. Hey, TGR, Toyota, this is what, oh, this is what we do, baby. Mm. What do we do? What? And right now you're going to hop in a Toyota and you're going to listen to Sirius XM on your way to dinner tonight, too. <laughs> Antron, go enjoy yourself, partner. I will do. I appreciate y'all very, very much. So good. how can you not cheer so for good. a dude like that? Yeah. Right? How many team owners tonight are having wings and pizza after a major win? Puts them in the playoffs. Wings and pizza. Team owner. And a half a beer. Playoffs and half a beer. Yeah. No Hennessy, no nothing, just, uh, you know, whatever beer comes out of the tap, some right. wings and pizza. <laughs> and, of course, is Antron Brown, NHRA, top fuel winner from Kansas, uh, hanging in there for the first round of the playoffs coming up. But it come, that comes up after Indy. Is that right, Crasher? Yes. Yeah. Indy is the final race before right. then they get into their playoffs. Yes. And, and Indy's worth one and a half. What was he saying? Points yeah, and a half. And yeah. Points and a half. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Man, it's going to get good. Antron Brown flying those Lucas Oil colors here in the Freak Nation. Coming up in the second hour, Nick Sanchez, ARCA Series winner from Michigan. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Noah Gragson, NASCAR Cup pilot, full-time next year. For 2023, running for the King, Richard Petty, at Petty GMS Motorsports. Okay. Uh, you got your stat man, Scott. Coming up again next hour, Richard C. Suave. He's here. Richie, I see that you put up our Beat the Freaks for a oh. set of general tires. And I was a little concerned there that uh, I was going to get my butt handed to me large. But evidently, Lisa, 
Well, Statman got his ass kicked. If you're watching this on <laughs> YouTube or Facebook, uh, Statman got his butt kicked. Ooh. Look at this. I've got 89 wow. points, Crasher. 116, stat was 65, Lisa was 73. If you don't know what we're talking about, every Thursday or Friday, Freak Nation, we put up on Twitter uh, a chance for you to submit three picks. The majority of the time is the NASCAR races. NASCAR race, sometimes IndyCar series. That, and, we've done NHRA before, too. All right, we did. Probably, what do we do for Should we do it for the... For, for the big the U.S. Nationals, we need big to do, song? yes. Okay. That is the Super Bowl for the NHRA, yeah. yeah. Richie is 65 points. That's got to be a historic low, isn't it? That nobody's ever gotten lower than that. Uh, I think where you went wrong is uh, I, I believe you took. Um, oh, Reddick. Was Reddick, Reddick was five laps down. You, you, yeah, you Tyler subtract, Reddick did not do too well. And yeah. I think that's where things went haywire. Yeah, mm-hmm. you subtract 150 points for each lap you go down, I think. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that the score that you do? Yeah, there is a minus 73 or minus 65 for Statman right there. <laughs> yeah. Crash Crash has been hammering people this year. Where do you, at, how much chalk have you used up getting those picks? No, no. I, I just, I swore to me, you know me. I, I believe in momentum big time. And I just felt that, okay, this, t- this Stuart Haas racing team has figured things out with Kevin Harvick. Who's to say he's a three or was a three-time winner at Richmond. Who's to say they can't turn it on again and he can win his fourth. So I picked Kevin Harvick and oh. boom, that was magic. Not too shabby. That, that was magic. 116 points. Wow. You so be sure there. to follow us on Twitter. We, we drop it out there. Like I say, Thursday or Friday before race weekend. And then you submit three picks. And if you beat us, bro, you're taking home a set of general tires. It's as simple as that. I, we get DMs from time to time and questions, you know, do I have to qualify to qualify to qualify? No, you just got to beat us. No, yeah, we want to give away sets of tires. Statman doesn't, but I do. Yeah, well, oh. you know, I, you, once, once you said they want to give them away, then I've been choosing people, for, you know, me and Richie, uh, you know, that's two of my picks. They're right there. You know, come on. I, I had to remind Statman three weeks ago that Dick Trickle, he's not running anymore, man. <laughs> and we'll let that one float out to sea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crasher, I, I want to touch on this. We've got about four. Yeah. All right. We got three minutes here. Do you have time to share with the Freak Nation the video that Jeff Burton shared and NBC shared. Oh gosh. No, you don't, I don't have enough time to look up. I can't remember if I saw it on NASCAR or on talk about it. Okay. Yeah. I believe it's the at NASCAR on NBC Instagram account, but I'm sure it's on Twitter. It lives somewhere. There was a blind woman who became the fan that was chosen to go around with Jeff Burton this weekend. And it's just incredible. She's such a NASCAR mega fan that, of course, she's blind, but she goes into this pace car with Jeff Burton and describes it so well. And when they stop back on the front stretch again, he's like, "Okay, I'm a driver. I'm a a professional driver. And I know that some of the best drivers are because of how they feel things. And he's like, you just describe things how a driver needs to understand things. It was just, it was just a brilliant piece that they put together. She was in her element. She was feeling things so interestingly. And then she was able to translate it verbally from her pace car ride so well. It's, it's great. Everybody needs to take a look at it. It's just, it's a feel good piece. The shot was at the end in victory lane when she was down on her hands and knees 
sealing the confetti that they had blown up over uh, Harvick, just mm-hmm. feeling it, getting a feel for Victory Lane from just touching the confetti. That over and wow. above the great stuff that they had in the car. I, this woman is an incredible NASCAR fan and being yeah. blind has nothing to do with how much of a fan she is. That shot mm-hmm. of her in victory lane got my undivided attention. That was incredible. I mean, think about it. Stand and Bristol aside, because Bristol just gives you all the feels, but stand in the infield of any racetrack and just close your eyes and then everything else just becomes so much more heightened. Your body is shaking. You, the different smells of fuels and rubber and and it just, oh, you name it. The, the sounds become more vivid. So, yeah, that's experiencing it through someone like her. It's it's awesome. And that's, again, we don't have enough time to do this. It's That's where my predicament is with uh, electric cars, electric car racing mm. is – motocross and the smell of a two cycle, a four cycle, a funny car, the smell of nitro, IndyCar, regardless, it's the smell that eventually in some series will go away. Yeah. Well, you know, the smell of carbon fiber crashing against the walls and spreading out across the track at Nashville. I mean, that will never go away. That will always be there. Making fun of IndyCar. (laughs) Making fun of the Music City Grand Prix. Dude. Yeah. (laughs) That's a great piece. Richie, let's tweet it out at Speed Freaks uh, with this blind woman getting uh, the ride of her life with Jeff Burton. And I didn't see the the bit with her on the ground feeling the confetti. Big second hour, Freak Nation. Coming up, Nick Sanchez, ARCA Series winner from Michigan. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Uh, Noah Gragson, who's got him a full-time ride, Freak Nation, in the Sorry. NASCAR Cup Series. And if you're watching us on YouTube, you see a cat jumping right in my face uh, as we do this big old fat national show. Uh, more Freaks coming up. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the Bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. This hour, Freak Nation, Noah Gragson, hell of an Xfinity Series driver, heck of a NASCAR Truck Series driver. Now he's going to prove, prove his worth. He's Richard Petty and Petty EMS Motorsports, a full-time truck ride for 2023. He joins us at 12 past the hour. Rick Sanchez, your points leader, ARCA Series racing he'll be here coming up at 40 past the hour depending on where you're listening where you're watching so nick sanchez here in the freak nation missing of the show go to the website speedfreaks.tv hopefully you follow us on twitter watching us facebook live and youtube across many affiliates across the country thank you guys for hanging out coming up your stat man scat talking about bubba wallace 
and Bubba Wallace signing an extension. And again, Stat brings up some great topics in his scats, and I don't want to ruin it, but it's a great topic, Stat, that I'd like to talk about. Let's talk about it after the scat. Yeah, let's let's do that uh, after the interview with Noah Gragson and the scat. That's a great point. Good job, Crash. Play along if you can, right? Okay. Yeah. Asking a simple question out there, Richie, why don't you go to our Twitter page and get some of the responses regards to Richmond and about running two times at a track, especially a track that doesn't provide uh, the fans with some badass racing. And if you heard last hour, I mentioned that I understand that Texas Motor Speedway will be tearing up the track, maybe Mm -hmm. even reconfiguring it to a point where it hopefully will provide better racing at Texas Motor Speedway. Richard C. Suave, you got something pulled up there in regards to, well, the simple question you asked, should they be running two tracks? And your microphone, bring your microphone. There you go, Richie, microphone there, Elvis. Yeah, this is all I thought about when I was watching the race earlier before I fell asleep and I texted you guys this, this Oh, yeah, this, question, this is basically. pre-nap. Mm-hmm. Uh, should NASCAR strip tracks of hosting multiple races with poor racing and poor attendance? Another snooze fest at Richmond. And we had some people chiming in on both sides of the aisle here. Let's start with uh, with Toby, who replied to us at Speed Freaks, where you could go follow us and you can reply with your own thoughts about our topic here. Toby says, no, it's not the track's fault. Spec cars running same equipment set up with the same running with hundreds of a second of each other can't pass each other. These tracks were fine 30 years ago. What changed the cars? Chris says racing. Yes. If the racing is good, people will come. Uh, we had somebody else reply. They did it in Michigan, took away the perfect weather Father's Day race and left us with 90 degree August race. We saw that just a couple weeks ago. Uh, John Wagon saying attendance looks good in Richmond, which there were some empty seats there. But uh, earlier today, I don't have the exact attendance numbers. JJ saying no, but I'm an advocate for one race per track each season. However, have two races during a weekend, one short sprint race on Saturday and another normal but shorter event on Sunday. That's actually a really dope idea and a really good way to get around get around things. But I don't know if NASCAR is they've tried like doubleheader weekends in the past. Like Pocono did it during COVID, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, yeah, so it's kind of back and forth on Twitter as of what people are thinking about this in terms of only having one race at a track per season. Yeah, I like that idea by JJ on doing a doubleheader weekend. But NASCAR IndyCar, none of them really like those ideas because guess what? It doesn't mean two full weekends of money by fans. It's just one weekend. So like Statman always says, follow the money. If the money's going to be there, why not make it two weekends of money? Yeah. Speaking of money, uh, NASCAR owns tracks and that's where they generally race twice like Richmond. So instead of giving the money to uh, Speedway Motorsports, the old uh, Bruton Smith business started by Bruton Smith. Mm-hmm. they keep the money in their own pocket. That's why they're racing at places like that, you know? It seems with a new regime, I say new regime, they've been in there, what, four years now, Crasher? With four, five, six, yeah. It's at least. Been a little it, bit. It, uh, it's, it's concerning to them. And to hear from this person has insight at Texas Motor Speedway that they're blowing that thing up, uh, figuratively, Freak Nation, right. Texas Motor Speedway, that Changing it's, it, it, it's, it's obvious. And, and that is not a NASCAR owned track. That's a Bruton Smith enterprise owned 
track and they they see the writing on the wall. They see the social media and the negative comments about boring racing at Texas Motor Speedway. And it's it was out there for for Richmond today. Are they still planning on reconfiguring Fontana as well? Remember that? It was going to be like a Gosh. like the West Coast Bristol. Yeah, they were turned to a short track. Yeah, that's right. The last I heard was that they were still planning to do it, but they haven't broken ground on it, and it's not one hundred percent official. But those plans were announced what back what twenty nineteen or twenty twenty. It was pre COVID. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they got oh. major problems at at Fontana. Like one in ten Americans live within three or four hours of that racetrack, and they can't get a hundred thousand people to go to a race there. Uh, they got uh, super fun problems with uh, the, the, all the pr- things that they did. The, the Kaiser Steel plant used to be there. That's a long, that's a long, long, long list of uh, issues that are going on there at Fontana. Resuming with another round of affiliates, Freak Nation. Thank you guys for hanging out. Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Go to GeneralTire.com. That's GeneralTire.com to find the tire for your ride. Crasher, give us some pit news and notes, will All you? All right, like we talked about in the first hour, when you become dominant at something, mm-hmm. people want to knock you off your pedestal. They want to boo you out of your dominance, and that's what's been happening with Donnie Schatz for at least 10 years at the Knoxville Nationals. But Saturday night, this guy drove through the field masterfully and just made some incredible passing moves and made it stick on the bottom where some people couldn't get it to go. He just had an incredible drive. People were elated for him. He captured his 11th Knoxville Nationals win, now just one shy of the record holder, Steve Kinzer. And he did so just a couple months after his dad passed away. So it was a pretty emotional win, too. He had a quote. I believe it was he he knew he didn't start the race well, and he was falling back. And he thought that he heard his dad saying, just relax. Just, yeah. And he's like, I heard him. It, it stuck, and then look what he did. He won the race. That's To me, that's just a really cool story. All right, Kevin Harvick's a pretty cool story in NASCAR because I think all of us were just counting him out on this season, and now he's got two wins in a row. He won today in Richmond to secure himself now seventh on the season and in the points and guaranteed for the playoffs. Something has definitely changed with that team. Something has clicked with them. Do not count Stuart Haas Racing and those old guys, as he termed it in our interview with him just last hour. Don't count him out just yet. Chandler Smith, your winner in the trucks at Richmond, advancing to the next round of the playoffs. The NHRA raced at Heartland Park, Topeka in hot, sticky conditions, but that didn't seem to phase our guy, Antron Brown, who scooped up his first win on the season and his first win with his newly minted team. Currently now, as he told us, eating dry rub wings and uh, pizza and half a beer. Yeah, pretty cool. So Bob Tasca III beating John Force in Funny Car, Troy Coughlin Jr. running over Greg Anderson in Pro Stock, and Joey Gladstone taking that win in Pro Stock Motorcycle with max points on the weekend. Speaking of motorcycles, the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross season was back underway after a two-week hiatus in Unadilla. Joe Shimoda, your winner in 250s, and Chase Sexton dominating in the 450s. Noah Gregson, next, Freak Nation. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. 
Lucas Oil, it works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. IndyCar, WWT Raceway, Saturday, August 20th, the Bomberito Automotive Group 500, icons, legends, and rising stars, drama at 200 miles per hour, it's not a reality show, it's real life, real fast, the iconic teams, McLaren, Andretti, Foyt, Rahal, Penske, Ganassi, legendary drivers, Johnson, Canon, Castroneves, Newgarden, IndyCar, only at WWT Raceway. Dear Lucas Oil, I've used your heavy-duty oil stabilizer in my truck for years. It now has over a half million miles. It's not a diesel. It's never been rebuilt. Your oil stabilizer does exactly what it says it'll do. It has extended the life of my engine. Just want to say thanks. Sincerely, Josh H. Lucas Heavy-Duty Oil Stabilizer. It works. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Freak Nation, 22 years of doing this thing. Noah Gragson joining us. Here in the Freak Nation and major announcement this week, joining Petty GMS Motorsports for the 2023 NASCAR Cup season and beyond. Dude, if you look at your resume, Kyle Busch, Junior Motorsports, uh, Richard Petty, who the hell else is there to drive for with a legendary names like that, bud? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm super excited for the opportunity nonetheless. And uh, yeah, to do it with uh, the Petty family and, and Maury Gallagher and Mike Beam and the rest of the guys at Petty GMS and, and girls, it's really special and, and surreal moment. So um, hope to take advantage of the opportunity, hope to uh, make the most of it and, and learn and become a better race car driver each and every day and, and do the best job possible for them. How does this negotiation start? Does someone contact Junior Motorsports or does someone contact your agent first and they, they start chattering back and forth? Or was there a surprise visit from somebody in here to, to your hauler one race afternoon? Uh, no, I think, um, you know, it kind of has come together pretty quick, but, um, 
yeah, the folks from Petty GMS and Mike Beam, and they, they came to us and um, approached us with this opportunity. And, um, you know, the puzzle pieces kind of aligned for us and what we were looking for and um, the partnership that we'd have with them and just, uh, you know, who they are as a team, what their brand is, what their identity is. And, um, you know, I, I really feel like it's uh, it'll be a right fit for me as a driver. So, uh, you know, I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm really looking forward to working with everybody here and feel like, yeah, with all those puzzle pieces lining up, it, uh, it'll make for a, a great opportunity. So, Noah, when you say they came to you guys as a team, how do you, standing there watching this happen, how do you not just start jumping up and down, peeing your pants, doing whatever, because you're so excited you're, you're finally moving up to Cup, the series where you wanted to be? How do you just completely compose yourself and act like a professional? Well, it's not that easy. Um, <laughs> until there's ink on a paper, it's it's not done. Anything can happen, in my opinion. Um, but at the same time, it, it's definitely very rewarding thinking back to you know, all the other people who have been a part of my career and all the hard work. You know, it's not not about me. It's about everybody who's helped um, you know myself get to this point. Um, I guess I'm kind of in the spotlight, but they should be too, because uh, it, it truly does take a village to to get to this point, and um, takes a, a lot of hard work and effort. And um, without those people, I, I wouldn't have this opportunity. So. With that being said, I'm extremely grateful and, um, you know, hope to make everybody proud. Who was it maybe from the West Coast area that helped you go east to continue your career and to make it better? Well, I think growing up racing Bandoleros with the O'Hanley family and then Legend Cars with Dustin Ash. He's been a big part of my career um, still to this day. He's coming to a few races this year just to come hang out. Um, he's coming to Darlington, which will be cool. And then uh, racing Legend Cars with him and late models and, and whatnot. And then uh, Brandon McReynolds has been a very big part of my career as well. Uh, probably the biggest. And he's been with me since 2015. And, I mean, we talk each and every day. I don't know if there's a day where I haven't talked to him. Um, you know, since 2015 and, um, I talked to him more than, you know, anyone else. So, um, you know, the goal has always been there to, yeah, hopefully make a career out of this and have the opportunity of racing cup. And, um, he's been the biggest part of it and, uh, yeah, I give everything to him. Noah Gregson. Congratulations, dude. That's uh, a major step to not only get the cup, but to be that close to the legendary uh, uh, Richard Petty. That's a huge step for any young driver. Uh, are you looking? I know you're looking forward to learning. What would you like to sit down and have a conversation with Petty about when he looks at your driving? Uh I don't know. The main thing that I really am intrigued with is just learning from him. And obviously he's very successful in the sport and has a rich legacy, um, you know, with this history and whatnot and just being able to hear the stories. I think that'll be the most part is, is just being able to hear the stories of how they used to do it back then, how the sports kind of evolved and, 
you know, what it was like. I've always wondered what it was like to race back then. And there's no better guy than, than from uh, the King himself. So um, I look forward to those days of, of hearing his stories. You know, it's interesting that's happening right now in uh, all sports, uh, especially motorsports, where young drivers are replacing the old uh, legendary guy, shall we say. Uh, and you're one of those people that's stepping up. Uh, does that mean that athlete drivers in uh, motorsports are like some of the athletes in the stick and ball sports, that they're being empowered to move about and uh, take control of their own careers? Do you take control of yours or do you have an agent that represents you? Uh, yeah, like I was saying, Brandon McGurnold is the guy that um, really helps me out. I mean, I talk to him each and every day and he's, he's more of the management role, but I'm involved with everything as well. And, um, you know, we work together hand in hand each and every day. Wow. So that, uh, it is drivers are even in NASCAR being empowered to move about. You have your representative that's knocking on doors and, uh, getting you to where you want to be. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful, man. Yep. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's fair. Uh, uh, you, it sounds like you don't want to talk about business too much. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. It's fair, to talk about. Yeah. I got a guy who, um, a team of people um, that, you know, help me with my life and uh, my career and, um, you know, it takes a village and yeah. you got a guy who knows a guy, right? Yeah. No, it's got a guy who knows a guy. Damn it. Yeah. That's, that's fair yeah. because you, you yeah. can't go knocking on doors and say, Hey, help me. You got to concentrate on when the, when people come to you, you got to be able to produce and that's a good thing. Hey, Noah, here's one for you. Noah Gragson joining us here in the freak nation, joining Petty uh, GMS motorsports. You talk about back in the day with, with, Richard Petty, uh, you're pretty fiery in and outside the car. Would you have liked to run back in the fifties, running moonshine back in the woods, running those cars in uh, stock cars? I mean, you're from Vegas, Look man. Look at his face. The, the land Look of the outlaws. You're from Vegas. I could see you fitting in there nicely, running some shine. I don't know about running shine, but I like drinking shine. Um, <laughs> I love that stuff. So uh, it's probably my go-to. But yeah, I think it'd be cool to see what it was like back in the fifties. Those guys are. Uh, badasses and definitely you know that's where the sport came from that's that's how this uh sport in nascar started and um you know the the petty family and they're they're somewhat of the pioneers of of doing that so um yeah it's it's pretty cool looking back and, and learning about that history and whatnot so um definitely would like to partake in the tasting of the shine, though, for sure. <laughs> That's what we can do in appearance, maybe at the Phoenix finale or something along those yeah. lines. Okay, you referenced the drivers back in the day being badasses. We kind of went through a little bit of a wussification of all motorsports in general in the early 2000s in which sanctioning bodies were telling drivers they can and cannot do certain things. Are we coming? I mean, I feel like we're out of that now, but are we back to badass stature? I mean, with your generation of drivers, do you feel? Uh, I don't know. Um, I guess that's more 
for you to answer uh, if we're badass or not, but, but uh, I just try and do my job the best as possible and try to uh, try to be prepared when I show up to the racetrack and ultimately have fun. And yeah, if you got to throw down, you got to throw down. That's not ideal, but um, you know, we're all racing for the same thing and, and tempers get heated. Um, but yeah, don't really know how to answer that question. What do you feel though, that at least you have a little bit more freedom to be yourself these days than maybe 15 years ago, because yeah, people want to see a good guy and a bad guy. I mean, that's what sells tickets to all sporting events. You've got good guys on the track. You've got bad guys on the track and nine times out of 10, ask all the Dale Earnhardt senior fans. They're cheering for the bad guy out there. So, I mean, at least you guys have the freedom to be yourself and, and yeah, you don't want to necessarily fisticuffs, you know, and go and punch in faces every it's week. Happened. It's happened. Yes. But <laughs> at least you can say things and not fear repercussions all the time. Oh, I fear repercussions all the time. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, um, you know, we got a lot of partners and um, got to be buttoned up. Uh, okay. No, no, but- Crasher, I, I get what he's saying there. Again, it, I said fiery in say- and outside the car. He's, you got to be careful, especially moving to the Cup Series, man. And real quick, I know you got to get the hell right, out of right, here. Right, right. Uh, over your left shoulder is a crock pot. Is there any food in that crock pot? <laughs> No, it's empty. Dang it. <laughs> Maybe you ought to cook, cook some shine in there, bro, Ham. Oh, there Yeah, yeah, it's still some shine in there. <laughs> hey, uh, good I luck to you. I sense a new sponsor coming there for Petty is. GMS. Good luck you, for, for the uh, rest of the season, running for the Xfinity Series Championship, in fact, but more importantly for the announcement with Petty GMS, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. You got it. Cool. See you, man. See ya. <laughs> Good to see NASCAR Cup driver Daryl Wallace get his contract extension with 2311 Racing late this week. The deal keeps Wallace on the team beyond next season, which would have been the end of his initial contract. The team is co-owned by Michael Jordan of the NBA and Denny Hamlin of NASCAR. This run of excellent finishes by Wallace started right after. It was announced that Tyler Reddick would be joining the team in 2024. It was also about the time team mate Kurt Busch was sidelined by concussion symptoms, leaving his car seat open to Ty Gibbs. There are many old-school NASCAR people who stick by their belief that Wallace's crew chief, Booty Barker, was the reason for the turnaround. This week, though, I looked at Barker's record, and his only win was with Wallace last year. That's after 17 years and more than 500 races. His average finish as a crew chief was in the mid-20s. Barker was better than his predecessor, but I believe Wallace felt some heat running as far back as he was. You tell a competitive athlete to do better or go home, he or she will do better. Job and paycheck are better than sitting at home on the couch wishing. It's up to Wallace now to get to the top step of the podium and cross over to the playoffs, even if he has to take Barker with him. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined.
smart folks, go to LucasOil.com and check out that website for a line of products to keep the outside of their car pretty snappy. What about the interior? Go to LucasOil.com. LucasOil Slick Mist, interior tire and trim shine. Man, I'm telling you, go to LucasOil.com. It's just not Lucas Oil fuel treatment. It is a plethora of products mm-hmm. to keep your car, your motorcycle, your boat pretty freaking happy. Go to LucasOil.com. Bubba Wallace signs a multi-year deal, deal with 2311, the Michael Jordan, Denny Hamlin team-owned NASCAR Cup Series team. Statman's scat pertained to that. Were, were, was there commentary in that scat stat that you left on the table? If we, we would have given you two more minutes, three, three more minutes, that you would have dropped a few other scuds, a few other nuggets out there in regards to him signing with 2311 and the issues with Kurt Busch? Yeah, I think I talked about Kurt Busch last uh, week that Mm -hmm. how Monster Energy has got a finger in that pie is stirring things around and uh, took Kurt Busch. They represent Kurt Busch, took him out of the car and uh, put Ty Gibbs in the car. Grandson of the man who owns the team that 2311 has got a working relationship with. Uh, And this one, uh, I think. Daryl Wallace was having some problems. He wasn't performing well, and uh, he didn't start performing well until 2311 made a move to get Tyler Reddick. And suddenly a one-car team last year was going to become a three-car team uh, if if, uh, Wallace could have stayed on the team. So suddenly he starts running better. Uh, They they see this thing happen with Ty Gibbs, a young kid. uh, Kurt Bush is ready to retire. And uh, so a lot of things were happening behind the scenes and it all boiled down to uh, Daryl, you better get your act together or you might be out of here. So uh, we know how uh, uh, Michael Jordan is a winner, wants to win, is passionate about winning. And uh, he probably set him down and say, look, I'm giving you millions of dollars here. And if you can't get into the top 10, uh, much less win a race, uh, we got a problem with that. And suddenly he's in the top 10 and doing well. Uh, I don't think Barker is the reason why that's happening. Once I, especially after I looked up his official record and showed that, uh, you know, I mean, he's maybe because he hasn't had the right cars, but all this stuff, patting him on the back, putting the team together and so forth. Then why sign him to a multi-year deal? Is it to alleviate any questions that he may have? And he is he is a sensitive guy, mm-hmm. and I'm not knocking him for that. But he is a sensitive guy. Does the multi year deal provide a sense of relief to him to where he can focus on strictly just driving that freaking race car for three years? I think that's what we're going to find out. Is that uh, he's got the uh, the personal uh, pride. To say, all right, they put enough uh, interest in me to sign mm-hmm. me and give me a, a good deal, and I've got a place to hang my hat now. I don't have to go banging on doors in the garage to try to get a ride after next year. Uh, so, yes, if he's he's got enough personal pride to go out there and uh, step up, he's already doing it. He's he's even today he was running in the top 10 for a while mm-hmm. had some problems uh at the end finished i think 13th or 14th uh so yes 
I think, and I'm happy to see it, that he's got enough personal pride to say, uh, I'm going to do this. Uh, if Barker did anything, he bought experience, 17 years of experience and 500 races. He right. knows how to uh, put a car on the track. And uh, Wallace is showing us that he knows how to get that car around the track without ending up in the wall every week. Or it, nobody is talking about Daryl Wallace like they're talking about Ross Chastain. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, even today, um, uh, Kyle Bush. You know, they've turned Chastain into a verb. I got Chastained. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Wallace is running hard. He's running at the sharp end of the field. And uh, he's I, he's got to win. He's, he's there. Uh, he's not just on the plate tracks where everybody comes back to him. Right. He's starting to show that I can run it near the front, uh, even on a road course. And uh, finished second at Michigan last week and was running in the top five at one time and certainly in the top 10 most of the day before he, uh, you know, fell back at the end. Yeah, and I arguably thought that his drive today was more impressive than last week because, yes, he has proven not just at plate tracks, but at the wider, bigger longer distanced tracks that he can be good. He can compete. But today at Richmond, a three quarter mile track, he was on it. And yeah, barring other things that that happened, he he definitely had top 10, maybe a top five car today. So 13th, I think, was an absolute win for the unfortunate situation at the end. But yeah, he was driving it. He was driving it well today. Yeah. And at, at short tracks like Richmond or uh, Martinsville or Bristol, that hasn't been, those haven't been places where he has done well. So to continue to do well at places where he hasn't, because he's been running in the 20 to 25 range for two years mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And now he's running in the top 10 and uh, is running second, like I said, at Michigan. So he's got a, he's got the skill and uh, Toyota has probably given him a pretty good car. Barker has got the team. Uh, now, whether Barker could take him into victory lane uh, as often as he needs to be, uh, I don't know that. He hasn't shown the ability to do that with anybody. Uh, so um, we've got to find out. Certainly, Barker is the best crew chief he's had, and Barker has uh, – he was there when the when the going got good. So you have to say that he's got something uh, to contribute to it. But I don't know if he's going to be a person that's going to put him in victory lane over and over again. Hey, Suave, you've been, of course, you man our social media uh, across all facets. What did you see when Bubba signed that multi-year deal? Was it did, was it fifty fifty? Was it Seventy thirty, as far as the uh, appealing to people out there, or I saw one guy go woke, or go woke, and go broke. Yeah. It's like, oh man, well, you're always going to have those idiots. Yeah, you're always going to have you know your 20 percent of people being yeah. that dope. But I, I will tell you this: after his second place finish at Michigan and his interview with NBC Sports, where you can just look at his face, you can listen to his voice, and you can tell how disappointed he was that he did not win that mm-hmm. race yeah. and the emotion that he showed after that race, despite the fact that he almost won it and probably should have won it. In in fact, if he maybe could have done a little bit different drive there at the end of the race, but 
I think Bubba's earning a lot of fans. I think he, that's starting to happen very, very quickly. He's running a lot better now. There's a great Netflix uh, docuseries about him that I highly recommend going to watch. You, you will. Ne- I, it's very few often where you see a driver open up as much as B- Bubba Wallace did on the Netflix series. It's called, I believe it's called Drive. Go watch that. Oh. And you will immediately become a Bubba Wallace fan. His and, name is oh, Nick Sanchez, okay. and he joins us next. Your points leader in the ARCA series here, Lucas Oil Studios. Motorsports Radio, redefined. IndyCar, WWT Raceway, Saturday, August 20th. The Bomberito Automotive Group 500. Icons, legends, and rising stars. Drama at 200 miles per hour. It's not a reality show. It's real life, real fast. The iconic teams, McLaren, Andretti, Foyt, Rahal, Penske, Ganassi. Legendary drivers, Johnson, Kanan, Castroneves, Newgarden, IndyCar. Only at WWT Raceway. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. It works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7, 365. <laughs> One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. I like this guy. I really do like this guy. His name is Nick Sanchez. He's your points leader in the ARCA series. 
talked to him numerous times. He runs for Max Siegel Racing, and he's just a chill dude. And we caught up with him earlier this week, and we try to bring it out. Stat riles him up a little bit, or tries to, and talks about uh, getting fired up and bringing this confidence. But you can't, uh, you can't shake this guy. This young guy, Nick Sanchez, running for a championship in the ARCA series. Enjoy this 10, 15 minutes with Nick Sanchez here in the Freak Nation. Nick, uh, these are my my cohorts, Crash and Stad. I know you've seen my face many times there in the uh, media centers, but uh, welcome to the Freak Nation, bud. Thank you guys for having me. Listen, this is how you start off an interview. Because you're, hold on a second. You're not a millennial. What are you, Nick Sanchez? Wait, hold on. Do you want to record this or no? I'm recording. I'm going to be honest. I don't. Okay, let me start this over. I don't really over. know. I messed it up. Yeah, hold on. So, so Nick Sanchez, are you a millennial? You're not a millennial. You're before millennial. What the hell are you? Uh, I don't even know what you'd call it. Um, I'm not too good with that, like millennial Gen Z, the categoriz- categorization yeah. of it, as far as years you were born. I honestly don't know. I mean, I was born in 2001, so I don't, I don't really know what category that falls under. Well, the problem I've got with you, Broham, is you're asking this guy who grew up on an Abacus trying to figure out a technical problem and we're teaching you how to get up on StreamYard and how to turn your phone sideways to get the horizontal versus vertical or vertical versus horizontal view, buddy. I know. Maybe I was born in your time <laughs> um, but, because I think a, a millennial or a Gen Z would have known that. But, you know, I'm not the most tech savvy guy, um, especially with Excel, all that stuff. Um, always having issues there. <laughs> Well, Freak Nation, his name is Nick Sanchez. We've been talking to him quite often uh, because of his, frankly, of his driving ability in the ARCA series, running on those general tires. And now that you've got a number of wins under your belt, do you walk around the office or around the supermarket or maybe around the house with your chest puffed out a little bit more, Nick Sanchez? No, 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 no. I, I always, I mean, I, I feel like it's my job. Um, it, you know, the reward of winning shouldn't be, you know, bragging or whatever you get to say to your team. Um, I feel like it's just, I don't, I don't even want to say it's confidence because I feel like I do not drive off confidence. Um, I feel like it's just my job and you know, I, it's, it's what I expect from myself as a driver. It's what I work towards is winning, even though it, it doesn't always happen. Um, you know, it takes a lot to, you know, put everything together to win. But for me, it's just, it's normal. You know, I, I want this to be a normal way of life for me. I don't want to win and feel a certain type of feeling. Um, even though you always do, I want this to, I want this to be a norm for me and my team. And I, I don't want to be shocked when I do win. Um, so the more, the more of that we do, the more comfortable we get as winners. And uh, hopefully it just translates to more and more wins. You mentioned that your win in Michigan was a lot of be- defensiveness when did you have this defensive strategy come into play in that okay we're going to win this by taking the air off of our competitors um i think it's just something that i always you always keep in your toolbox at these bigger tracks with the way the arca cars race you know it's not something you do in every series just because of you know uh the way the cars race and the package they have at the certain track um luckily you know i would say halfway through the race you know i I know I could, you know, piss off my competitors and take the air away, but, you know, that creates frustration and, you know, you don't want to cross that line um, to where you put yourself in a vulnerable spot to get wrecked. 
um, because your competitor is frustrated that they can't pass you, even though they have a faster car. Because at these tracks, you know, you could, they, the hole they punch in the air, you could easily take your competitor's line away. Um, once they cross your wake, they're, you know, kind of all she wrote. But at the end there, when you have, you know, 10, 11 to go, um, you have, you know, the finish, finish insight. And, you know, if you could just hold them off um, for those laps, you'll walk away with the trophy. And uh, you just, I just tried to be as meticulous as possible. And when I did it, and I'm fortunate the, with the way the ARCA cars drive, I can do that. Um, not every series that would have worked. And uh, just, I don't want to say got lucky, but it, it was earned by me and my team. Nick Sanchez, you're talking about walking a fine line to not further upset or not upset too much your competitors out there that's part of the game they need to deal if they've got a faster car then they need to figure out their own strategies of staying ahead of you my i mean you can't be sitting there playing mental games as well when you are the better driver and you're going to figure out how to beat them they got to figure that out themselves yeah i mean it's always you know you don't want to you don't want to poke the bear. You don't want to keep, you know, you, there's, there's a, a certain point um, when you turn your aggression level up um, at the end of the race, it was up all the way. You know, I knew we were nearing the end of the race and I was going to give it my all, but you know, in the, in the, in the first parts where I started leading, I'm really battling the 18, like halfway through the race. You, you want to be aggressive, but you don't want to be over aggressive because you need to, you know, we have more restarts. We have more opportunities to get back up there. So, um, you know, there's a fine line and you don't always want to, you don't always want to cross it because, you know, you have such a long race to go. So it's just patience. Um, did, with the 18 there in the middle, I did kind of, I don't want to say let him go, but you know, you reach a point where go on, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to put myself in a bad position. So uh, that was kind of the mindset. I don't know, Nick Sanchez. I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting here listening to you. You talk about confidence. You talk about Pope the Bear. You won the uh, ARCA race at Michigan. You need to do more than poke the bear. You need to smack the bear. Come on, dude. You need to grab the bear and shake him by the collar and bang his head against the rail in the cage. Come on, dude. You've got to, you've got to be a driver, and a driver – takes confidence and you need to know that they know that when they come up against you, they got their hands full. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm more the quiet type. Um, I don't, I, I don't, I do a lot behind the scenes, you know, to push myself and, you know, I don't always show that to competitors and media uh, just cause you know, it's, I don't know. It's the way I do things, but uh, I just, you know, more of the quiet type. I don't really, I don't talk too much. Um, you know, if try to approach your weekend really quiet, you know, isolated in a box. So I just try to kind of keep that mindset. Okay. There's one thing you need to know. I'm giving you some homework here. The stat man has given Nick Sanchez a race winner in ARCA. I'm giving you some homework. You need to study the guys who win in motor racing, I don't care if it's drag racing or formula one or Arca or legends cars, the guys who win aren't the quiet types, dude. You've got to go out there and tell them I'm here, deal with it. 
And that's come, that's the confidence that it takes to be a winner. When you get to the end of a race, the last 10 laps, and you got a fourth place car, you need to say, I got the confidence this thing will win, and I'm going to drive it till the wheels fall off in victory lane. <laughs> See, but, you know, confidence, I have this thing, you know, confidence is like momentum. You know, if you finish second, if you win, you're confident in the next race. And I feel like I've never driven off confidence. I've never driven off, uh, you know, just because my results a week prior, you know, I'm more, I'm more driven to the next weekend. You know, I have, regardless of what track, regardless of if I wreck, mechanical failure, um, just get beat. I always have, you know, a standard that I try to keep for myself and it doesn't matter the situation. If something just went wrong, stuff's not going well off the track. Um, I, I don't like to drive off confidence cause like it's, inconsistent so i always i always keep a standard um and I, I try not to veer too far from it all right well i'm the stat man this is the speed freaks you go talk to your crew chief and ask your crew chief this crazy black dude on <laughs> told me about some confidence thing that i should have and you let your crew, crew chief tell you whether or not confidence should be the number one thing, the most uh, uh, important thing in your tool bag as a driver. Every driver, every driver who wins is confident that they can win and that they can take a fourth place car and win that race on purpose. Wow. You... Okay, Tony Robbins. You're already you're already a million miles ahead of me, dude. I, I'm not going to take a car and win an arc race with it. You know, I was going to wrap this interview about five minutes ago, but uh, I got one more for you. You're probably want to get the hell out of here with Statman coming down on you with a freaking Louisville slugger. You're going to confidence, man. Confidence. <laughs> Max Siegel, I got to talk to him, man. Oh no. <laughs> You got a road course coming up. The General Tire delivers 100 at Watkins Glen International. And I often ask this of I don't care again what if it's cup all the way down to, you know, Saturday night racing. Would you want more road course races in any series that you drive or that you will drive or are you happy with more ovals than road courses? Um I feel like me as a driver, I love road course racing. It's what I grew up doing. Um, even though it's a different aspect, um, than what it is now, um, I do feel like NASCAR is known for the ovals and they should always have more ovals and road courses, but I do not disagree by ha adding more street circuits. Cause I feel like that's, that's a new style of racing, you know, bringing the racing to the fans. Um, I like that. And I, I wouldn't say we should have an even amount or more road courses than ovals. Um, because like I said, NASCAR, it is known for the ovals. That's, mm -hmm. that's what everyone throughout the world knows it as. Um, but I would not be opposed to adding more, uh, road courses. Will you be running for McLaren next year? <laughs> not, I haven't gotten a, a Zach Brown yet, so I don't know. <laughs> Everybody else has, it seems like. But no, everybody no. else is. That's Unless McLaren has a, a Chevrolet deal, that <laughs> is not going to happen. I am yeah, sure. I was Chevy. Formula One. I was I was jumping the I was jumping now, the moon. Unless Chevrolet decides to start an F one team, um, I do not have any plans. They keep the bow tie. You know? 
<laughs> right. Doesn't say McLaren. Nice. Max Siegel McLaren sounds pretty fresh. Not as good as Max Siegel Chevrolet. <laughs> yeah, well done. There you go. That's the confidence that we're looking for. Step up and, you know, smack some people around a little bit. <laughs> 20 minutes. We finally got it. Uh, uh, his name is Nick Sanchez. Happy to get him in here. Winner from Michigan, the ARCA series, which, which by the way, you caught on Mav TV. Uh, go to MavTV.com for the full ARCA series schedule. What races Mav TV will be covering. And of course, running on those general tires. Sanchez, it's always greatness, man, when I get a chance to catch up with you. Proud of what you're doing. Go out and kick some more ass, will you? Awesome. I appreciate you guys for having me. And thank you guys for having me. Should I All say? Right, buddy. Um, it's been great. See ya. Awesome. See ya. Nick Sanchez here in the Freak Nation. And instead, I was waiting on you to drop the line of, you guys are so damn grown up. (laughs) I got socks older than you. But the way, (laughs) listen to what he was, what he was dishing out. The the way to approach a certain drive or the way to approach a certain team. That man is old beyond his years. Well, he's got, he's got a couple of things that I'd like to see him learn. So he knows he, he's got to become uh, familiar with confidence in his own personality and winning is not the only thing in racing. If you want to attract sponsors, he's got to build up his, uh, social media empire. I hope he's doing that. Uh, and winning, winning will come if he's good and he gets a good car. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this confidence thing. It's, you know, that's, you got to have the confidence to say, to look somebody in the face and say, I can beat you. I don't care what you have, where you're going or what you're going to do. I'm going to be there ahead of you. And uh, if you can't do that, then you ought to try accounting. <laughs> Did you hear him say early in the interview, I'm not a techie guy, especially things like Excel. <laughs> Yeah, right. And he said he wasn't a techie guy, but then he he commenced to explain the car cutting through, the put, punching a hole in the yeah. air and taking the air off of uh, other people's uh, spoilers and so forth. He's a techie guy. He needs to have the confidence. <laughs> He's an engineering mind, not a computer technological mind. Speaking of tech, maybe that's what I've got to do is I've got to talk to our tech people to get like a statometer for confidence. You know that. <laughs> oh my God. Then it goes. Statometer. Statometer. You got a speedometer and a tachometer and a statometer. That's the three gauges across the dash. Oh boy. Freak that Nation. actually would be fun. <laughs> MavTV.com for the full schedule of ARCA series races that they'll be covering. And of course, GeneralTire.com and ArcaRacing.com for the full ARCA racing series season series, whether it's East, West, Midwest, Southeast, Wembley, Wombly, uh, National. Uh, go to ArcaRacing.com. Yeah, Statman putting the wood to old Nick Sanchez there. We're going to come out with a statometer. That's Instead an of, interesting choice of words, putting the wood to him. But uh, right. uh, uh, I see what you're doing. Hey. There was, uh, you know, he, you obviously know. he's a good driver. But, yeah. you know, just like Kevin Harvick said earlier, 
you got to believe that you could do these things. And if you can't, when you climb in the car, if you're going to try your best, then you're not confident that you can win. Freak Nation, we'll do it again next weekend. Make sure you're part of it on a Sunday night. Check out speedfreaks.tv and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're there for you, man. Be a part of this big old thing. Stat man, shoot the juice to the moose and do what? Cut it loose. Later. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.